another episode of Yowie Read It, the podcast where we are reading young adult novels from our past. My name is Laura, and I'm one of your hosts. My name is Maggie, and I am the other host. And we are reading book number nine, if you can think that. That's crazy, right? That's my favorite number. This is The Vampire Diaries, The Hunters, Volume 2, Moon Song. Is nine really your favorite number? Yeah, it is. I have it tattooed poorly on my hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, your 911 My 9-11 t- tattoo, because it looks like 11 from your side. <laughs> Nine for nine. Um, and uh, it's solely because my birthday is on the ninth. Yeah. I'm narcissistic. And, that's, and, I say? and it's because your favorite color is green because your eyes are green. What does that have to do with green? With nine? Oh, no, being narcissistic. Oh. <laughs> okay, no. I just like the color green. But it does, when I wear shirts that are green like the one I'm wearing today, it yeah. does bring out my eyes. Wow. And when we perform later on stage, if you wear a green shirt, it'll also bring out my <laughs> eyes. Should I wear, I'm, I did wear a green shirt today. I could wear it on stage. Because you're thinking of me. I was going to change, but um, I could, I could, I can wear whatever. The Who world's knows? my most oyster. We'll see. But this book is exciting because it also has Matt on the front cover. Oh my God. Right? Is, is or is that Xander? Matt? I have no fucking clue. There's Honestly, new characters in this book, you guys. I feel like the, I feel like we can't rely on these book covers because they all just look like little dolls. This one looks so much like a doll. Yeah. Like, they get creepier and creepier as the, the, the series progresses. But we gotta say what we're all dying to know. They go to college. They don't just yes. continue in Fell's Church like Maggie and I were so worried about last episode. We're all fucking going to Dollcrest College. They're headed to college, and this episode is just a lot of building um, the second part of the book because this ghostwriter has been doing a great Slaps. job. Slaps. She's slapping hard. Great job of setting the plot first and then building on it. And it's really nice. Yeah, I Yeah, know and we well, I think we've also defined, the made all of these characters way more three-dimensional, which is so, so nice. Oh, yeah. Bravo to her because, I mean, it's hard to have, what, seven plots going at once? Yeah. And she does a good job of giving them all time. Yeah. Yeah. I like these books. And also, I don't understand why more things aren't set in college. Like, people instead of doing media where it's um, a private academy, they're off at university, um, high school boarding school. Well, and I think it's because trying to appeal to college art audiences is harder because people in college are out partying and studying and not really keeping up with college things, you know? I guess that's fair. Yeah. Like, maybe more high schoolers watch TV. But it is so much more engaging. It is so much more engaging. And I really love the direction this ghostwriter has gotten us in, too. And I also don't understand what Moon Song is going to mean. Um, because we read half of this book, and I still don't get it, but I'm excited to find out what Moon Song is. My conspiracy theory? Werewolves. Really? Yeah, I think it's, it's gotta be werewolves, right? Because the moon? Maybe. I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out next episode. Ooh. I'm planning on going on probably some tangents, because, hey, I love college. Yeah. I, reading about this, hey, what a great time. I love college. All As right. Asher Roth once said. Wow. Rest in peace. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Oh, man. Okay, but starting from the beginning, we gotta leave home first. So we open up with a diary entry. Elena's leaving home. And everything, like, for the last few weeks in Fell's Church was, like, hunky-dory, pretty prime. Um, Meredith and Bonnie and Elena are all gonna room together. Uh, they convinced uh, Stefan to get a, a room down the hall. Matt's living across campus. Even Damon's getting an apartment. And Elena, like, uh, tells us how uh, Meredith and Matt decided to not go to their schools and ultimately go with them. They were just like, we've all just been through too much. 
Uh, which, like, fine. Kind of a throwaway, but fine. Which, it feels like, I mean, later on, which we'll touch on, Mad has more feelings about this than Meredith has, like, one line about giving up her dreams of Harvard. Yeah. Um, which I would be devastated about, but to each yeah. their own. Um, Elena is a little bit stressed because Damon has been being nice, and she's like, hey, how long is this going to last? Yeah. Like, Damon and Stefan are kind of fine with the situation of sharing me right now. And, and Elena also seems fine with it. Uh, Elena also seems fine. She's like, I don't want to be Catherine. I don't want to be Catherine. But then she won't actually take any action to remedy the situation. Yeah. So. Elena's um, a piece of shit. I know, seriously. Uh, but also Elena's worried that like, you know, things have been so good lately with like, you know, her and her brother boyfriends and the fact that there's no spooky things outside that she's like, I feel like something bad has to happen soon. Yes. Uh, she... Is getting taken to Dalecrest campus between sitting between both of the brother boyfriends because <laughs> I guess the they matter more than her aunt Judith taking her. And I laughed out loud because she was like, "It was really important for me to just like navigate the delicate balance between us." And it was like, Elena, no, you have to pick one at some point. Like, there's no delicate balance. They're just like keeping hush hush because they don't want to piss you off. Yeah, they don't want to, like, push you away. Yeah. you got to have a little bit of foresight to realize both these guys are in love with you, and so they're going to do anything, which is also completely betraying their own sanity yeah. for your sake. Exactly. And meanwhile, you know, the other gang is heading to, so we get a lot of heading to college montages. Yeah. Meredith uh, is also headed to Dalcrest. Yeah, she says goodbye to Alaric, and they're on their way to their three-person dorm that has a balcony. Because Stefan used his powers to get them all, like, the nice dorms. Which, like, waste. A waste of good powers. It's not okay. an apartment. If you had a three-person dorm... Okay, I, I hadn't heard of anyone at my campus. I know they exist. Like, the four-person I had a three-person dorm. You had a three-person dorm? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I had a three-person dorm my, my freshman year of college. How did that work? It was a... So, my old dorm was an abandoned glove factory, so the ceilings were so high, and the rooms were huge. Okay. Uh, and they would uh, basically, like... It was basically, like, a person each on a wall, and on your wall, you could fit a, like, desk and a shelf. Okay. Um, and a bed. Okay. Um, and then we had a huge walk-in closet that had, uh, like... And there was the door on one side and three walls... And each wall was, like, a built-in shelving system. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we had plenty of room. That's... I did not know it that. It was really nice. That's kind of crazy. I mean, like, balcony status at that point, though, oh, there's apartments. A, no such thing. Name one college that has a balcony dorm. <laughs> None. Yeah. You get lucky if you have a window. Exactly. I really... Okay, I, I knew that three-person ones existed, but I also know that, like, at the beginning of the year when they have overflow, they'll put everyone in the big, yeah. like, lobby at the end of the room. And I felt really bad for the people in there. Right? Stressful. Sucks for them. Sucks um, for them. So Meredith is saying goodbye to Alaric. She does note that, like, yeah, uh, she is going to Delcrest. And her, both her and Matt bring up that Stefan not only influenced the admissions to get um, Meredith and Matt transferred to the school, got Matt a spot on the team, the football team, and Meredith a spot with her two besties in her big three room, he also was kind of, like, the reason that they're going. He's like, we gotta stay together. We are the yeah. protectors of darkness. Scooby-Doo gang, let's freaking go. Which I would... Yeah, yeah. I would I would hate to give up an Ivy. Um, 
Yeah. My family has all this money in this book. Are you kidding? Yes, yeah. I want to go. Disappointing. Um, but we also check in with Bonnie here because Bonnie's really, like, gung-ho on being a whole new person um, come college. Um, and she is uh, walking down the, the quad. She just bought some little souvenirs at the bookshop. And she runs into a group of boys who are being really loud and really obnoxious. They're roughhousing. They run into her and she meets Xander, an ice blonde, like blonde haired, that's like ice colored, a uh, blue eyed guy who sounds pretty hot. I mean, they, they, okay. You <laughs> laugh. said, yes, ice blonde hair. So it's like blonde hair, but it's ice colored. Well, because I wrote in my notes an ice blonde haired, blue eyed guy. And it didn't sound right, but I was already <laughs> reading it. Nice. You nailed it. You crushed it. Continue. He's got white hair. I don't know. They flirt for a bit and he's like, um, I hope to see you around before just disappearing. Yeah. Well, and then, okay, something does, sus does happen here. She's like, oh, are you like in? a fraternity he's like well it's like sort of like a club thing and we're like that's weird he's also very vague he says that he's yeah. been here for a while which i was like bonnie you're a freshman we're not doing another age gap no. plotline no, no thank no, you no no thank you i thought he was a fifth year senior oh that's what I'm, he might. The vibes I'm getting. Know. oh god i didn't even think about that yeah um but matt also uh, our friendly main character in this uh book he meets his new roommate christopher and they're very similar they get along but Sorry, what were we going to say? Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, but our first plot point is here. Yes. Um, he does get an, a mysterious envelope marked V on his bed for um, the Vitral Society. But I was going to rewind and say Matt did give up Kent State as yeah. a quarterback to come here. He is a starting quarterback on this team. His new roommate, Christopher, is a linebacker. But he is kind of noting that he is upset. Finally, like, someone is noting that they are upset about something the group has to do together. Because uh, he had to give up playing college ball for a top team to play here. Yeah. And none of his friends are really acknowledging or, like, kind of yeah. thanking him for it. Matt really always gets the short end of the stick. So that's why I'm glad we're focusing so much on him in this book. Because, boy, is he an underrated character. I know. Um, But, yeah, so this fancy envelope, this is, like, Hogwarts-level fancy. It has a wax seal. Yeah. Fancy calligraphy scripture, and it's inviting him to blindfold himself and wait outside of uh, a gate um, at night for the Vitale or the Vital Society. And we learned from Matt that this is a rumored myth. Uh, so now he's excited because it must be real because they're also rumored to have really good parties. Yeah. Hey, for listeners who have been with us since the beginning, you remember the legacy parties in the private series? Yeah. Kind of like this. This Vital Society gets you some big connections to some celebs. I hope politicians. it does. It said that, I mean, a lot of, like, famous alumni came out of there. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope their parties are as good as the legacy parties. Damn. I hope um, so. Meanwhile, back at the three-person dorm. The thruple. Uh, the thruple time. Bonnie is absolutely gushing yeah. to Meredith and Elena about this cute boy that she met once. Which, like, Bonnie, have some chill. 
You don't even know his last name. I know. If you're going to reinvent yourself, if you have a crush, you got to play it cool. You got, Yeah, you got to play it cool. Especially because they only have one conversation. It's not even like, oh, they're texting. It's not even like, oh, my God, they, like, danced at a party or something like that. No. It's, he, she ran into him on a quad and he said, hi, my name is Xander. I'm in a weird club thing. I think it's okay to have that intense schoolgirl crush mentality in high school. But when you get to college and everyone's sleeping around, you gotta play it distant. You gotta play it cool, Bonnie. Because guess what? Once the guys have sex, they don't care. Yeah. Welcome to college. Uh, And if Bonnie could take like her like fun, uh, bubbly personality that she has and then just like play aloof with boys she would kill i know so she's talking about her new crush and elena reminisces on like oh yeah you know i love stefan i loved the new crush part of him but i also love damon too and i think that i understand him more than stefan and even on the way to college when uh she wasn't trying to start drama she did say she was trying to get damon to um come come to school with them, and, and it seems like Stefan did not want that. Ooh, Once again, all signs point to Damon for Elena. Yep, and uh, also Bonnie mentioned some weird thing about, like, well, you you know, 80% of people meet their husband by the time they're, uh, they graduate college. Yeah, she said, like, 97%. Yeah, that's not a true statistic. At least I don't think it is. Uh, but anyway, disrupting this whole conversation, sirens. And being from the Midwest, I was like, oh, it must be a tornado drill. yeah. I really thought it was. And yeah. I was like, no, I've never seen that That's in a book. That's fair. And Elena and Meredith are like, we gotta go investigate. And Bonnie's like, you two have a fucking saving complex and y'all should get over it, which is hilarious and true. I love it. But, you know, it's their duty as the only supernatural fighters or whatever. And of course, Meredith has her stave with her. And I'm like, who's walking around with a fucking open stave at night on campus? But apparently Meredith is. I think she uh, forgoed bringing her stave to just bring a very long stick because she was like fondling the stave before they left. And she was like, no too obvious. Yeah. I'll just bring this very large stick instead. Did we ever think that Meredith's stave is just maybe a dildo instead? Hey, you know, while reading this, I was trying to debate would Meredith be a lesbian, but I think it would be too obvious. I think Bonnie would be the gay one. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I, I like, would think Elena would be before Bonnie. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Meredith is definitely straight. She gives me, like, very self-assured straight. You might not see in the wild. They're very uncommon, but they're, like, politician straight. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's not like a you've been socialized straight sort of a thing. I think you just are attracted to men and you're fine with it. And yeah. you're cool because you do not have a complex. Nice. So I think Meredith is definitely the straightest. Elena could be gay. Yeah. Elena took a, and Bonnie took a bath in one book. Yeah. And Elena will not sleep with either of her brother boyfriends. And they've been together for nine books and now. And here's the thing. Bonnie's trying to kiss this boy immediately. So it's like. Yeah. And Elena never, ever wants to kiss. She just wanted them to suck her blood. Exactly. Which is like, okay, at that point, you just want to read Which their Which is gay. She just wants to know their phone password at that point. Because she's oh. like, I get to see all their secrets. No, Bonnie, I mean, not Bonnie. Elena just wants to be the number one. That's that's Elena's thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they go investigate. They run into the police. And the police are being suspicious. They're like, don't worry. Nothing happened this time. And they're like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? They're like, oh, by the way, just don't walk around alone at night. Yeah, they're really vague about women walking alone at night. And they're like, you should stay together um, and go on your way to your student center. Go play your little billiards. There's a lot of billiards playing yeah. this book. Yeah, what, what else are you supposed to do in college? 
Did you play billiards? No. Oh, wait, duh. Oh, you didn't? I'm not in college. Did you when you were in college? You didn't? Not, like, often. Oh, I played billiards all the time. See? Then why are you the one bringing this up? I just think it's shocking that you didn't. I mean, like, sometimes, but I was like, where there wasn't really lots of pool tables around in Chicago. Oh, you know, that is, I, God, I'm, I am on a different planet for some reason, because I was like, you went to school in Ohio for a year, and you've never said that to me. I've known you since 2016, no. you've never said that to me. No. Um, I don't know. Um, anyway, um, they're being suspicious, but wee-woo-wee-woo-wee-woo-wee-woo, scene change. Did you like my transition? That was a really good transition. Uh, Bonnie is buying books at the bookstore. Yes, the next day she's there, and who does she see but Xander? Uh oh! And Bonnie, being her new self, is like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to him," and she freaking goes and says hi. She does. She gasses herself up, and guess what? He ends up asking for her number to hang that neat with that weekend. Yeah, nice. cute. Um, and now next scene, Meredith. Busy doing her taekwondo. And karate. S- karate, sparring, bad girl shit. Yeah. We don't know where she's doing it. I assume in a gym. Real straight girl shit. Real straight girl shit. <laughs> um, but she uh, ends up meeting a, 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 a new friend named Samantha who wants to spar with her. Um, and we're loving it because... Meredith has a friend who likes to fight just as much as she does. I know. So they spar. Meredith wins. And Samantha's like, oh, finally a good opponent. I like you. Yeah. Um, and then, meanwhile... I was really hoping Elena was going to flounder after, like, Meredith and Bonnie having a good time. I was like, oh. I really think... I mean, Elena is floundering, in my opinion, in this book. Her only friend is a teacher. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, she is floundering. I will defend that to the day I die. Uh, she is not doing well. No. Um, meanwhile, Matt is blindfolded, and boy, is he waiting for something to happen. Yeah, he shows up blindfolded to the aforementioned spot in the letter that he received on his bed. And this is where he's supposed to be getting inducted into this Vital Society. And two people grab him near the gate that he's standing at. And they lead him to a car that takes him to a building. It's like this huge... I saw it as like a ceremony hall, sort of. But it's like a big oak dining hall. Basement. Yes, basement. picture, Picture big dining hall, but basement. And fancy. It's got beautiful pillars, like a long table with red velvet seats for them. And across the way, he makes eyes with this girl. Um, We don't know who she is yet. But she's cute. When an Ethan Crane, the president of the society, begins talking. And he's like, you all have different strengths. And that's why you're here. Um, and then meanwhile, Matt does take this opportunity to introduce himself to Chloe. He um, is the only freshman there, which, I mean, he's got a leg up yeah, introducing himself exactly. to women now. Exactly. But meanwhile, Ethan's talking while Matt's just, like, taking things in. Yeah. And he goes, this is your first step to membership. You all must wear this pin, which is a little blue enamel pin V, uh, while you're going through the pledge ceremony. Um, yeah. Yep. And meanwhile, in Elena's world, she has a class about the history of the South. And after class, I know, seriously. After class, the professor is like, hold on a minute. Elena Gilbert, is that you? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's me. And he's like, I saw your name on the roster. He knew her parents. I'm Professor James Campbell. I knew your parents. Okay. Do you get a little snake, James Lily? 
Potter I, triangle I, going from this? I really... Th- I, I, I do. I initially thought it was gonna be something like that, but I don't. He doesn't, he doesn't give... Because he, he doesn't say, like, that many, like, like longing things about... Elizabeth? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's... I th- it really seems like he was just very much like, they were my friends. He did call her beautiful, like, three times, though. Well, I mean, it sounds like she was hot. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so he is giving Elena the 411 on her parents. He's like, we went to college together. We were best friends. Sorry they died. Oh, by the way, sorry they died. Damon, crow version. Yes. He's outside the window just, like, observing and watching over things. And yeah. he's impatient because this conversation is going on too long. Damon has an unhealthy amount of trust. It's always good to have a healthy amount of trust, but not yeah. Damon's a lot no, of mis- no, no, distrust. No, no, no. You'd think that the Salvatore brothers, after being alive for hundreds and hundreds of years, would, like, be a little more secure in themselves, but no... I know, this teacher is just like, if you come to my office hours, I will talk to you about your parents since Elena is like, I don't know much about them in college. I would also be like, oh my god, come anytime you want. Yeah, here's my email, here's my phone, call me, text me, you need parents, and I am parent age. It would not be weird. No, uh, but Damon's also mad at himself that he cares about all of these people now, and he's like, ah, Damon, you've gone soft. Yeah, he really is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, he's he's upset they're being gullible and that he cares about them yeah. now. So. Um, but there's also now a flyer being put up on campus for a missing student named Taylor. Yes. Uh-oh. Girl Uh-oh. went missing last night without a trace. But who doesn't care about this? Elena and Stefan who have to have a meal in the dining hall. The epitome of pure romance. They have lunch together and Elena comments on how all cafeteria food is bad even in college, which, yes. My students have even have the worst food. Mine had pretty bad food. You know what was a weird transition, though, that I'm realizing? I mean, I always had a debit card. Everyone had a debit card. Um... When you have a job in high school, you get a debit card. You get a a bank account. It makes sense. But, like, the transition of, like, okay, I've been eating school-sponsored food and then freshman year of college, and then you move in by yourself, and then it's, like, cook all the time. Yeah. All the time. All the time. It's a weird transition. You have to learn. That's a strange transition. And then then what do you do? Instead, you just order food all the time, and it's just downhill from there. Maggie, I don't think everybody goes through that last part. I would order a lot of food sophomore year of college on because I was just, I think I tried to cook for a bit, but then I was like, I gotta, I just gotta, I can get McDonald's all the time. It's cheap. It's fast. Wow. I needed everything now, 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 now. Wow. I love that you're a little girl boss. I was a little girl boss. You're a little girl boss. Wells Fargo, which I need to switch out of. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, But, uh, oh, they overhear in this lunchroom some freshmen talking about the other freshman that's missing. So it's like, okay, something's going on. And Stefan's like, Elena, look at me. You have to be careful because people are going missing. Yeah, Stefan's also realizing he's kind of bored because he's already been to college, yeah. too. So it's like, whose fault is that, Stefan? I wonder if you were if you were a vampire, could you just go to, like, Limitless Ivy's? Ivy League I schools? guess you could probably convince people to let you in. Would student debt follow you, or could you just start over at some point? I'm sure you could probably start over. Because I think, like, after Well, no, because now what you years, could do is you could, again, use your vampire powers to convince people that you already paid it off. Oh, that is so true. Because yeah. I'm like, do they have to change their name every time? No, they can just get out of things because they're vampires and they have mind power. 
Yeah, I do love, they have a very stressful lunch, and it seems like, once again, every interaction Elena has with Stefan is just stressful. It feels all forced, too. Yeah. It feels more like, oh my god, I'm in love with this person, therefore I'm spending time with them. Not like, I want to spend time with this person because I'm in love with them. No, but her obligation does ask if... Her obligation! (laughs) If she would stay at his... Later that night, and kisses her as um, Damon also has just been visibly watching them and flies away, just, like, upset that they're going to spend time together. Yeah. Because Damon's fucking lonely. Who does he hang out with? I don't know. Why did Why did Damon come here? Why isn't he hooking up with college girls? Because he's like, someone has to watch over you guys while Stefan plays human. Get some pussy while you're watching. I know. Seriously. It's called, it's called multitasking, Damon. Oh, my fucking God. But meanwhile, scene change. Um... Vitale meeting. This is their first um, hazing ritual. They're not really hazing them. It's the first test. Um, And each uh, one of these membership tests is going to emphasize a different activity, different element. You gotta be smart. You gotta be creative. You gotta be athletic. You gotta be sexy. You gotta be hot. You gotta be heart. You gotta be stronger. You gotta be heart. You gotta be stronger. You gotta be cool. You gotta be You've gotta be a jock. A nerd. A basket case. Amen. <laughs> and today's, club. hey, today's thing is athleticism. Athleticism, baby. So, and this goes from zero to ten hundred real quick. So quickly. Uh, because, you know, I would think working on athleticism, it's like, great, we're going to do maybe some lifting, we're going to do some running, Pick maybe up some basketball. swimming. Um, but no, they're going to run 15 miles with obstacle courses in between that. A 15-mile run in Three hours, which you would have to average, I think I looked it up, um, like, 12 minutes a mile. That's a lot to do. That's hard, because at my peak, I could do 10 minutes a mile in cross country. That, but, that was your peak? Yes. That's no, sad. I know, isn't it? I was really bad at, at running. But then you think about the average, you're like, you can't keep up with your best mile. No, no, you can't. I like, would probably be like 14 minutes, and now I'd yeah. probably be like 20 minutes a mile. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, like, my peak, I was running, uh, my very PR time, I was running like a five-minute mile. Um, Could but, you do 15 miles in three hours? Oh, maybe at my peak in cross-country, because okay. we were going on like 10, 11-mile runs on Mondays, and we would it would be like an 80-minute run, so... Oh my god! Yeah, I was really good at cross-country. That sucks, but... <laughs> <laughs> that really sucks. Um, Chloe, who Matt is really interested in, in this Vitale Society... And she's an artist. She's an artist. She won an award for her art two years in a row. Sexy. Very sexy. She's like, well, I don't know if I can do this. She's also, like, from the Deep South, so I imagine her with an accent. Ooh. And Matt is like, don't worry, I'll help you run. And they decide to run together. Cute. Um, But back at the dorm. Yeah, what's not cute? Elena Hagrid bitch waiting around (laughs) in her dorm for her little 600-year-old boyfriend. Yeah, this nasty old witch is waiting for (laughs) Stefan to show up, but he is late for their date. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, he's not, you know, texting her, calling her anything, but lo and behold, Damon shows up being like, hey, you look pretty lonely. I'm sorry, but if I lived with two other roommates and I had two guys I was bringing back to my dorm all the time, I think I would get murdered within the first week. Oh, okay. My roommate would kill me. I was, okay, yeah. I was horrible at 19. Weren't we all, kind of? Oh, yeah. And I was having sex all the time and was just leaving the condoms 
in Maggie. places. Maggie, that's really no, gross. No, well, I would put them in the garbage. Okay, but the wrappers, I would just leave out. Maggie, that's mean. Yes, isn't that bad? That's really bad. She taped it to the mirror and said, fucking pick up after yourself. And it was the wow. most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. And left the door open so people on our floor could walk in and see it. <laughs> that's really funny. I love that Honestly, energy. oh yeah, hats off. Like you deserved it. Hell that yeah. was great. Hell she yeah. Ruled. Um but uh I would I would go crazy if my roommates roommate was fucking two guys. Oh. In that small space? No. No, not at all. But Damon's like, hey, you're lonely. Stefan isn't here. Do you want to go out? And she's like, okay, because you know, Stefan is late. We do get a little bit of their personality, too, from their room. We get the setup of the room. Bonnie oh. has a lot of stuffed animals. Meredith has, like, one pen. Like, she's that, like, corporate Ch- god Jail fairy. Cell, yeah. From, like, fairy godparents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairly odd parents. I don't know. And Elena's got cool posters because she's cool. Yeah. Of course. Of she's, course. A, she's a cool girl. She's not like everybody else. Um, but Bonnie's officially going on her date with Xander, um, and she's walking across the quad, a little hot girl that she is. Mm-hmm. She runs into a vigil, more sirens. There's three people missing now. Yeah, and she's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, agreed to meet Xander outside late at night. That might have been, that's on me. Okay, that's on me. I don't know how you come back to getting in hot girl mode from seeing three people missing, but hats off to Bonnie. But hats off to Bonnie, because she does. She goes and meets him by the science building, and she's like, uh, where is he? And he's on the fucking roof. And he's like, hey, babe, come hang out on the roof with me. He tells her to climb up. He comes down the fire escape to get her. Um, this is when we learn that he's not a freshman. He's older because he says he goes up here a lot. And he's got a pizza up there, a picnic. But I was like, what's his intentions? How many girls does he bring up here? And we don't know. This is when I got the vibes that he was an older guy who knew what he was doing. Wow. Maggie, you're so protective and I love that about you. I am. Uh-uh. I don't fuck with college guys. We gotta protect Bonnie at all costs. But Bonnie does get to tell him, like, oh, I really like moons and druids and Celtic shit. And he's like, that's all really interesting. Yeah, she tells him pretty much immediately that she sees visions because she's descended from witches. Yeah, and he's just like, okay, cool. And she finds herself... Kind of being hypnotized by his eyes a lot, which yeah. like, hmm, mm. is it because they're beautiful? Is there something more sinister there? It, it, yeah, we don't know if it's sinister or horny. He also <laughs> talks about the moon a lot. Yeah, which that's why I was like, maybe he's a werewolf. Maybe I guess we're gonna have to wait and find out. But uh-huh. meanwhile, Damon and Elena are just at the pub. Elena's drinking a soda like she does, and Stefan storms in, and he's like, Elena. What the fuck? We had plans. And she's like, well, you were late. Like, what was I supposed to do? Yeah, because Stefan walks in on a pretty bad moment, which is Damon and Elena having a good time at their dinner as opposed to their stressful time at lunch. And Damon kind of brushing Elena's hair away. Like, you're so happy. I like you like this. She's telling some story about getting stuck in an elevator. And this causes Stefan and Damon, our brother boyfriends, who are just going at it with each other. They're doing a little bicker fest with each other in front of Elena. And Elena, it all bubbles up inside her. And she loudly yells that she cannot be Catherine. And they're like, Elena, what the fuck? Of course you're not Catherine. You're Elena. <laughs> you're Elena. Elena. I also really respect Damon at this mo- po- moment because Stefan is like, did you just follow us to college to zero in on Elena? And Damon makes a point of being like, hey, you wanted to be a human. And everyone knows what I feel for Elena. I'm just vibing like here. 
with yeah. her while you are pretending to be a human. Yeah, you're the one who went to a study group tonight. What the fuck? Yeah. You've been alive for centuries. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. I would not play by the rules either. Exactly. I'd be so bored. Exactly. Um, but in their uh kind of, you know, bicker fest, Elena eventually, you know, first respectable thing she's ever done. She says, guys, I want to take a break. She wants to break up with them so they can focus on being friends with each other. And Damon, hilarious. I love this new, uh, like, uh, comedic relief that he's become. And he's like, wait, I'm sorry, did you just break up with both of us? He's like, we haven't even dated. And she's like, okay, I get it. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But uh, set in stone, Elena's not changing her mind. They look over and Stefan is devastated by this news. Yeah, which poor Stefan. This 500-year-old vampire cannot take getting his heart broken by a 17-year-old. You have been alive for 500 years. Go to therapy. I know, seriously. Yeah. And then Elena journals in her little journal about how she loves them both, but this is what's best, because now they can all figure out their own shit. Yeah, and she's like, because I don't want to tear these boyfriend brothers apart. Which also, it's like, uh, I don't know why she thinks she has so much power, because if, like, I was competing, well, I wouldn't ever be competing with my sister, um, but, like, if I was competing with, if I was one of them competing with my brother and we already were tense, I'd be like, well, now we're just going to both wait. Like, we're not we're not going to build anything. We're yeah. just going to both be, like, waiting silently. And that's kind of what they end up doing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But uh, it's been a few days now. Elena's with Professor James, who's going to tell her more about her parents. He's like, hey, your mom dated around, which is such a strong opener. Yeah. Hey, honestly, Elena, take a page out of your mom's book. Hoe it up a little bit. You're in college, baby. I know. He said her dad was charming and Elizabeth was really talented creatively, but it kind of seems like the three had a falling out. We don't know what it is. Yeah. And he says, oh, but there's a picture of the three of us on the third floor because on the third floor, there's a bunch of pictures of Dalcrest's history. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should go up and look at that sometime. Just she goes up to the third oh, floor. Oh, wait. He also knows Celia. We find out that oh, in this yes. passage too, which I wrote down because listeners, I think this is going to come back. I think it's going to come back. It might not. No. But I feel like it might. Okay. Now she's on the third floor. Yeah. Uh, And she is on the third floor and she sees the photo that James is talking about. And in the photo, Uh all three of them are wearing mysterious V pins. What? Crazy. Nuts. The Vitale pins? Virgins? I would love if there's two sets of pins on this campus. One for if you're in this really cool, sexy society, and the other if you're a little prude, little virgin. Exactly. That would kind of suck if you had to be a virgin to be in the Vital Society, and then you get it taken away if yeah. you have sex. You get you get a gold pin if you have sex. Especially, like, the peak, the prime of your life. Listen, at 19, I wanted to fuck all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, But uh, we're going to cut back to Matt and Chris, who've been... Just really becoming really close friends. They're, you know, football practice together. They've been playing Guitar Hero at night and eating pizza. Huge throwback. Christopher having a Wii. Yeah. I loved it. They're playing Wii games. It's really cute. And Matt's having, like, a really genuinely good time. And Matt deserves to have some fucking fun. Matt's not really having a good time at college. He's also kind of branching out outside of the, um... Two vampires and three women, one of which is his ex-girlfriend. The Fells Church crew. Yeah. And he's also doing really good academically. Yeah, like Matt Matt is thriving. He he kind of like wants to distance himself from them too. And I dude, hats off to you. Yes, people grow apart. Yeah. That's okay. Exactly. Uh but he and Chris part ways. He's like, but I I've I've been going, going, going. 
I would love a nice quiet walk to my cell phone. And Chris is like, I got you, dude. I will see you back at the dorm. So walking home, Matt hears a cry up ahead and he runs towards it. He sees this dark figure bent over none other than Christopher. And Matt goes, chases this weird dark figure off and sees that Chris is just bleeding out. And Matt's like trying to stop the blood. He calls 911. But it's too late. Poor Chris. His heart stops. Poor Chris. His heart is stopped and he is dead. Um, And so then we cut to... Welcoming committee crew. Bonnie, Meredith, and Elena greet him the next day with bagels. And like a banana nut muffin. And it's just like, ladies, not... Maybe maybe coming in too hot today. His roommate's dead. They have a little wicker basket with yogurt. Yeah. Bagels. Yogurt. Um, Everything that you need when your new friend dies. And Matt's just not doing good. Yeah, and they're like, "Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna look into this, Matt. We're gonna make sure we're gonna figure out what's 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 become of all this weird stuff." And Matt's like, "I just I'm I'm out of it, guys. I don't care." And Matt's like, "Honestly, yeah, it was pretty traumatizing. Chris looked like he was ripped up by an animal." Uh-huh. Um, which also, like, why aren't the three of them keeping in contact with Matt? Like, why is no one checking in with Matt? Because they're not good friends. No, they're not. Um, but we cut to Meredith and Samantha are sparring. And Meredith's like, I want to protect people more. I don't know if Sam would want to do this with me, but I I really want to patrol the campus because, of course, campus safety does not exist in this book. Yes, Samantha asks Meredith, what's wrong? Because, you know, Meredith is really internalizing Chris's death on on her as her fault. And Meredith is like, it's just my friend's, like, roommate died. And Sam is like, you will never have to worry about anything ever again. And Meredith is like... Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a thing. And Sam's like, do not ever worry. Pick up what I'm putting down, okay? Don't worry. And here's the reveal, everybody. Samantha's a hunter, too. I know. Meredith is like, OMG, she finally has a friend who matches her level of intelligence, probably. This is literally the scene in Step Brothers where they're like, did we just become best Best friends? friends? Yeah. Yeah, that's literally it. Because they're like, great, we're going to team up. We're going to patrol this campus together. Two bad bestie bitches fighting monsters, and finding discoveries of why people are going missing. She finally feels like she has a best friend who gets it. Oops, Bonnie and Elena. Oh, sucks to suck. Um, But now we're at Matt's next pledge meeting. Yes, uh, we have the next step in hazing. Matt's at a pledge meeting, and he's facing a big old depression. You've heard of the Great Depression. Now get ready for a big old depression. Yeah, but you've never been Matt after Christopher died. You've never been Matt. You may have suffered when the economy tanked. No, no, no. You've never been Matt, honey You might suffer from mental illness, but you have never been Matt after Christopher died. And after this society meeting, Ethan's like, hey, can we talk? Listen, Matt, you're a leader. You're a big old leader, and I have big plans for you as a big old leader in our society this year. And Matt, little puppy energy that he is, just hears leader a bunch and his ears just perk right up. Ethan's like, I want you to be my right-hand man. Yeah, it's like, um, do you see those TikToks ever where it's like, oh, I'm having a pretend phone conversation saying all of my dog's favorite words. And it's like, do you, <gasps> Did I, we see the same one today? Oh, I've seen a few. With the Rottweiler? Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're gonna go in the car to the pool. It's always grandma's house. They're always excited yeah. to go to grandma's. I mean, good for them. I, I used to like going to my grandma's house yeah i don't know if any of my brother or sister's dogs would perk up at grandma's house but like good for them yeah um okay but now we have to cut to sad stefan i imagine 
imagine him walking everywhere with that Charlie Brown song. Yes, absolutely. Playing behind. Well, he's having an existential crisis. Like, what am I even doing here? He's like, how, how, I don't have purpose anymore. Now that I've been alive for 500 years and one girl doesn't want to date me right now. Yeah, he's like, oh, I get Elena's young, but why does everyone always love both me and my brother at the same time? Oh, <laughs> uh, but and he finds a little stupid-ass flower, and I do picture it as a dandelion, even though they don't say it's a dandelion, they say it's a daisy, but I picture him picking up a little wimpy little dandelion, and he wants to give it to Elena, but he just leaves it outside of her door because he wants to respect her. He also apparently must come back at some point because he notices that Elena took the flower, which is, like, pathetic, dude. Like, God. I mean, I get you have forever to waste, but do, go play billiards. I don't know, just take off your ring and die. Yeah. <laughs> just take off your ring and die. Ooh, maybe, maybe time. But, uh, meanwhile, Elena, she's checking in with herself and she's like, hey, it felt really good to, like, walk away. I needed this. Yeah, she's like, I miss him, but this distance is good for us. I need a night of freedom, partying with my friends. So she meets up with Bonnie, Meredith, and Samantha at a bar. Where Bonnie has found a new set of ears to talk to about Xander. Yep, and she's like, guys, Xander, the guy I've been seeing, you know Xander? Uh, Xander's probably gonna be coming tonight. Xander with a bunch of his friends. And Meredith and Elena are like, yes, we know. And Sam's like, I don't, tell me. And Bonnie's like, okay, fine. Xander is coming. And he does show up with his rowdy boys. But before that, uh, Bonnie's like, oh, I've been talking too much about Xander. Here, Samantha, give me your poem. I'll read it. Oh, yeah. She reads Samantha's poem because Samantha's like, am I going to find love? And she has a vision and kind of zones off and is like, not tonight, but you will meet someone in the future and it will be a a future meeting. Yeah. I kind of want to do that in bars. You should start pretending you know how to palm read. Yeah. That's a good look for you. I think so, too. Um, <laughs> but uh, Xander and his friends, they're rowdy. They buy everyone shots. And they're like, we're not 21. And they're like, we bought the shots. It's okay. Which is great. I was like, yes, finally, college behavior. Yes. Uh, and Elena, little priss that she is, is like, these boys are just too wild. Uh, and like, she won't dance with this one guy. And Samantha's like, I'll dance with you. Fuck it. Um, and, like, everybody's having fun except for, like, Elena. And she tries. She ends up dancing with the guy, but... Yeah, she does think Xander is kind of possessive. Um, but, you know, she's, like, whatever. I'll just let loose. I mean, I can dance with this guy. I yeah. am single now. While her ex, Stefan, is just stalking her room. Yeah. This, so this is happening on one side of campus. And then Stefan is just pacing the halls on yeah, the other side. Yeah, and meanwhile, Stefan's sad pacing takes him outside and into a bar. Yeah, where he's he, got to snap out of it. Where he sees Damon, not sad, playing billiards. Yeah, it it's a very cute scene. They start playing pool and Damon apologizes to Stefan for yeah. getting between him and Elena. And he's like, but I also want play pool and hustle the pool hustlers here because that sounds fun to me. Yeah, because he's like, look, I can't do anything about my feelings. Let's just have fun. And they pretend to be about a pool. The townies come up watching them like, hey, let's let's play a game. And then they're like, let's bet $500. Yeah. And the townies lose the $500 to Stefan and Damon because they've been playing for centuries. That's what happens. Yes. And now we're back at the bar and it's Bonnie and Xander are really like the only ones left because it's late. And uh, Bonnie's like, what'd you think of my friends? And Xander's like, Bonnie, I'm going to be honest. Your friend Elena does not like me or my friends. Yeah, he's like, Elena kind of has a stick of her ass. Yeah, and Bonnie's like, you think my friend's a snob? And he's like, I mean, yeah, but I'm going to, like, keep trying to get to know her better. Which, like, nice. 
Yeah, it does upset her at first, but when he is like, hey, she's your close friend, I'll try harder because I want to be in your life long term. It does win her back, which and is fair. Bonnie's like, I'm going to go in for it. I'm going to go for the kiss. And Bonnie's tilting, closing her eyes. She's waiting for it. But then the kiss doesn't come. No, it kind of seems like something's caught his eye behind her, and suddenly he just has to leave. He's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I forgot about this thing, I gotta go. And so now Bonnie has to walk home alone. At night? On this campus? I don't think so. In this economy? So Bonnie starts walking, she's wearing heels, bad move girl, and then she has to run... Because she keeps hearing footsteps behind her and she's losing it because, like, that's terrifying. Yes. Uh, first mistake was take off your heels. I always walked home drunk in barefoot. Yeah. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. So someone is running behind her and they finally catch up to her and it's Meredith and Sam. And Bonnie lies because she wants her friends to like Xander. Yeah. She's like, oh, Xander didn't leave. Um, I just wanted to walk home alone. Her friends are pretty sus, but they all walk back together. They're like, okay, we're just gonna walk back together. Meanwhile, Elena alone. Alone in her room. But, uh uh-oh, who shows up? Damon. Yes. Prince of Darkness, Damon shows up. Eternal lover. Yeah, and he's like, Elena, I'll be honest, something weird's going on. It might be ghouls or something. I don't really know, but I want to figure it out. Yeah, they kind of talk shop about what's terrorizing the campus, and Elena gives in, because I assume they're all, like, a little tipsy. Yeah. Elena gives in and is like, you can stay, but you have to sleep on the floor, okay? Yeah. Which, once again, if I came home and I was like, god damn it, a guy is always sleeping over, That w- I mean, that was me as a freshman. Her. I would have hated that. Um, But he basically says goodnight to her, and then he kind of disappears, so he doesn't actually stay the night. Um, and then, meanwhile, it's the history of the South again, and boy, does Professor James trudge in, and he's got some news. Yeah, he's kind of giving them all a lowdown that this isn't, like, the first time anything weird has happened at Delcrest. Yeah, another disappearance happened last night, and, yeah, like Maggie said, this is not the first time. And he's like, let's, let's, let's get into some Delcrest 101 Here's the shit y'all gotta know. Yeah. Simon Delcrest, the guy who founded it, he kind of wanted this school to be, like, the Yale of the South. But then his son and three others' bodies were found dead in the tunnels under the school. And then, fucking two years later, his wife was murdered in the administrative building. And that wife, Julia, she's one of three ghosts that roam the campus. Yeah, there's one that, like, plays in puddles, there's Julia, and then there's one who's always screaming, always screaming in the library. Yeah. Uh, three cool ghosts, I'll say it. Yes. Um, he says that once someone went missing, too, for, like, four days and said they got kidnapped by elves. Yeah. Which, I at that point, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, and so after he goes on this long, long rant, he dismisses class. Elena's like, I'm going to talk to Professor James because I need, I want some answers about this pin. I want some answers just about anything. And Professor James is kind of like scooting her off a little bit. Like she's trying to get something out of him, but he's just being very two-dimensional. Very evasive about the V-pin all three of them were wearing in the photo, making her wonder, hmm, is it a secret society? She jumps pretty fast to figuring out what it is. Yeah. I mean, what else would it be? It's not that, like, the guys don't wear a pin. I guess, yeah, I don't know. That wouldn't be, like, my first thought, but, hey, I don't know. I would also be curious about it. Yeah. Sam and Meredith, meanwhile, have decided to be late-night patrol. They're patrolling the campus, late-at-night bonding, and 
Sam goes into her backstory about, like, taking up hunting after her parents died. Womp womp. So sad. They're looking for some clues uh, around the missing girl, and then they hear someone screaming. Yeah. They they go investigate the attack. They find a very suspicious figure looming over it. Uh, Samantha goes to uh, tend to the victim, and Meredith starts chasing this figure. Because she's like, I gotta know. Meredith is not fast enough to catch him, but... She does note that his hair was kind of silverly, silverly blonde, ice, ice like Xander's. Like Uh-oh, so could be something. We don't know. Little Miss Nancy Drew, meanwhile, is walking to the library uh, to investigate this V-pin mystery. Yeah. Elena's like, if I can't get answers, I'm going to use the computer. Um, and she, of course, runs into Damon, who's also just kind of, like, stalking the grounds, being, like, looking for answers for what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and Elena takes this moment to reprimand herself for seeing Damon so much ever since she broke up with him, um, and then decides to invite him to come to the library with her. Yeah, she's like, bad Elena. But anyways, do you want to accompany me to the library? So he yeah. does. And they scroll, scroll through old photos of her parents to kind of figure out what's up with them. Yeah. Um, but something, something's going up because, uh, Damon not only says that he's seen these pins recently, the librarian's, like, giving them looks. Yeah, she looks very disapprovingly, and once he finds the word Vitali Society, once they utter the words out loud, the librarian, like, hisses at them. Yeah, she's like, leave them alone! Because things happen around the people in it. Yeah, and so, like, they're like... That's weird. And but uh, also Elena at this point does just Google the letter V hoping that that will bring up a result, which is like, Elena. She also talks about Damon's muscles for an entire page. Yeah. Uh, sounds like Elena to me. I've never heard her talk about se- being sexually attracted to Stefan. Oops. Um, but you want to know who is sexually attracted to another character? Bonnie. Bonnie. Who's trying to call... Xander. And he she hasn't heard from him in a few days. He's not returning her calls. But finally, this time, he picks up. He picks up, finally. And also, uh, an important thing to note, all his friends, mysteriously, she hasn't run into either. Yeah. And he calls back and is like, hey, sorry I left you. I had family stuff to deal with these past few days. But just know you weren't in danger. And she's like, hey, well, we can't really know that. And he's like, no, no, no. You weren't in danger. I know that. For sure. And it's, it's the same just, thing with Samantha being the hunter. Yeah, it's like something, something's going up. Yeah. Um, but doesn't matter. Apology's been made, apology's been accepted, and they're all gonna go to a party. Sam's got a party on Saturday, they're gonna go to. Um, and uh meanwhile, Damon also tells Stefan, hey, the librarian being sus. And, you know, Stefan is, this, Stefan takes this piece of knowledge and it goes right over his head because he's been, he realizes that he's piecing together, Damon's probably been seeing Elena, and he's like, that's not fair, that's not the rules. Yeah, and Damon's like, there's not rules, like, what? I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Yeah, but Damon's like, come on, buddy, you know what'll cheer you up? Come to spy on the librarian with me. So they do some detective work. They perch on the tree outside the librarian's house to spy on her. And Stefan does something very funny, which is just shoves Damon out of the tree because he's annoyed of him. Yeah, which, hilarious. We love (laughs) Stefan being a little menace. Um, And they do kind of like a cute little brotherly exchange. Um, But they're basically trying to make sure this librarian is or is not human. And results are inconclusive. 
Yeah, we learned. Damon just kind of did it to cheer Stefan up yeah. and give him purpose. It was cute because Stefan's like, why did you invite me here? You didn't need me for this. And he's like, I just thought you wanted to do something. And that is the halfway point. That is where we are going to end. Uh, I know, not as juicy of a cliffhanger, but... Y'all, I promise, this book's gonna get insane. You got you got a lot of things to write down and remember for next week when we visit you again. And in the meantime, we do have our top five for you. Yes, and we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, this is more uh, of a uh, top five spin, because this is gonna be our uh, five majors that our five main characters uh, should have, or we think they have. Yeah, like, what are they majoring in? It's college. We want to play around with that. They're trying to get a career at some point. Exactly. So, number five, they teased at this a lot in the book. Um, For Bonnie, we're going to say she's probably in psychology. She's a witch. She's into all this stuff. Psychology makes the most sense. It's like witch, but science edition. It is. I would have guessed like that or acupuncture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For Meredith, we think that she's probably going to follow Alaric in doing archaeology. She's already a hunter. She probably wants to learn more about all these creepy, crawly creatures. And probably going to study archaeology and history in some sort of way. It just seems like she would like rocks. Yeah. Uh, number three, Matt. Listen, we all know what Matt's major would be. It would be business. Absolutely. He's a, he's a football star. He's just, he's going to major in business. And at some point he will either work at a car dealership or a cell phone store. He is the blueprint for being all American. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Elena, our home girl. Um, we, we, a basic girl. We know she's education or nursing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We just know Elena would major in those. Elena would love to be a teacher because she loves control. And I will yeah. shit on teachers because my mom is a teacher. And that's a uh, pass for you. What is that one thing that Paris Hilton says that's like if I, if, um, I, uh, stupid people are teachers? I don't know. Listen, I'm going to look it up. But in the meantime, um, number one for Stefan. Stefan's done it all. You Stefan's know? Not, he's been alive for hundreds of years. He's already been to college. What, what's he going to major in now? So we said that Stefan is going to major in bicycle design. Yeah, he is. Um, while Maggie is continuing to look this up, I'm going to stall in a very loving way for our listeners as I introduce our final segment of this episode, which is going to be... The canceled character of the week. Now, this one's a little hard. I'll say it. I know. I don't know who it would be. Mm, You know what? I'm going to go first. I want to cancel Spencer, the guy that was being too pushy to dance with people. Oh, yeah. You mean in the club? Yeah. You know, that is a really good point. I I think I am going to cancel Xander, though, because I don't don't trust him. I think he's an older guy who is preying on Bonnie, and I don't know why. Xander's being suspicious. I'll agree with that, Maggie. I will concede. I think Xander should also be canceled. Because um, he's also lying to Bonnie about something. We don't know. But about something. I know. Yeah. And I think I think that he's a vampire. Or a werewolf, you mean? Oh, I think he is a werewolf. Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, Maggie, did you find that quote that you're looking for? No, God, I'm okay. trying so hard. I remember listening to it on VH1 and my mom being so mad about That's it. That's really funny. Uh, while you can keep looking for that, I'm going to start wrapping up this episode. Yeah. Uh, because this was part one of the Vampire Diaries, The Hunters, volume two, 
Moonsong. Boy, am I excited for next season when hopefully the book titles are a little bit shorter. Um, we are Maggie and Laura, as you might have guessed by now. That's we true. host this podcast every Wednesday, which you might have guessed by now, but if this, this is your first episode, awesome. Thank you for being here. Uh, make sure you give us five stars uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Rate, review us, tell a friend. That would be cool. Tell a friend to give us five stars. That would also be cool. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on social media. You can do all of those, and please do. If social media, we're at Maggie and Laura on Instagram. We do so many things, and you can find about all of them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're also on TikTok at Yahweh Reddit. We post so many funny things on TikTok. So many. And we're also at Yahweh Reddit on Twitter, and we post so many funny things on Twitter. So, like, you should follow all us there, and we're part of the Audiment Podcast Network. We are indeed. And that is all that we have for this episode today. I can't find the thing on Paris Hilton. Well, maybe another time. But Email us if you know That's it. the cliffhanger we're leaving you all on. Oh, yeah. I'm going to find it for next week. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Well, thank you all again for joining us. We will be here next week for the gripping conclusion of The Hunters Volume 2 Moon Song. I love you. Goodbye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.